Hey, this is Lauren Hargrove, co-pastor of Gravetop Church with the Revive Moms podcast. I hope this message makes a difference in your life and truly revives your soul. Enjoy. The title of today's message is called The Depths of Our Heart. The Depths of Our Heart. So I'll start off with the question for you. Have you ever just felt so misunderstood by God and maybe those that you love, those around you? Have you ever have you ever struggled with multiple things, right? But with maybe shame from your past, maybe guilt from your mistakes. Maybe it's anxiety and fear. Maybe it's having doubts about God's ability and power in your life. Have you struggled with being trapped in the cycles of addiction and negative coping mechanisms? Have you struggled with pushing God away when you feel unworthy and dirty? Have you struggled with feeling like giving up because your heart is just too heavy already and you can't bear to hold one more thing? You know, so many times when we struggle with these heavy things, whatever that is for you, we feel like God is either angry with us, we feel unworthy of his love and help, we feel like we have to hide because we've messed up one too many times, we simply feel far from his presence. But what if I told you that God isn't mad at you? Let me say that again. What if I told you that God isn't mad at you? God doesn't see you covered in your issues. When he looks down from heaven, he doesn't see you and all your issues written all over you. God doesn't see you as a failure and a lost hope. Like that chick, that's too much. Like I can't deal with her. You know, God does see the depths of your heart though. He does see the beauty inside of you. He sees the potential and purpose he's placed in you. He sees the reasons, the hurts, the pains, and the trauma, and the lies, and just all that bad juju that led you to your darkest places. He doesn't see what you see. He sees past it, and he understands the depths of your heart, the depths of your pain, the depths of your hurt, and he promises to walk you through to healing and out on the other end of victory. He won't leave you at rock bottom. He won't leave you in a cycle of addiction. He won't leave you all alone when your anxiety and depression is haunting you. He won't leave you stuck in the past. He wants you to know that he understands you more than anyone else in your life and even more than you understand yourself. And he's going to heal your heart and restore your life. Do you believe this? And so this might be a little bit of a deeper message. It might make you cry. Maybe you don't cry and that's okay too. That doesn't mean you don't have, you have a hard heart. Okay. But my point is, is I really felt this message when God was speaking it to me and I really pray that God speaks right to the depths of your heart today. So the three points for our message today is the first one is he sees past it. The second one is he bandages our wounds. And the last one is he brings us out. So let's just jump into the first one. He sees past it. 
I'm going to start with uh, Psalms 103, and it says, The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him, for he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. I mean, think about this scripture. He's like a father, compassionate. He loves us. And it says he knows how weak we are. He remembers we're literally made of dust. He sees past it. So, you know, God knows that we're human. He knows that we aren't, we aren't going to get it right every time. God knows that we're weak sometimes. He knows that we literally are made of dust. God knows that we live in a broken world that has inflicted hurt, pain, trauma, and so much more in our lives. God knows that we don't always make the wisest decisions. He knows that sometimes we fall into old habits even when we try so hard to resist. God knows that we have ups and downs. God knows that we... Uh, that there have been times in our life where we have reached out to unhealthy coping mechanisms rather than him. God knows that we don't always listen to sound judgment. God knows that we sometimes walk into toxic relationships even when red flags are in our face. God knows that we have been hurt and broken and that we desperately need him. And let's all admit that we've all been there in one shape or form, maybe one or two or all these examples, can we all admit that we desperately need God in every area of our life? Because when we try to control our life, it tends to get a little bit messy, right? But here's the truth that I need you to know today. God doesn't just see what you see. He sees past it all. And he understands the depths of your heart. He understands what led you to the places you wish that you've never walked into. You may see your addiction, but he sees that it was childhood trauma that led you to it. You may see your mistake in this previous relationship that turned out to be abusive, but he saw that you were so desperate for companionship. You were afraid to be lonely, that you ignored the signs and settled. You may believe that you are socially awkward and tend to isolate yourself because no one likes you, but he sees that you're only trying to protect yourself from being rejected again. You may see and believe that you're never doing enough as a mother and you always feel less than, but he sees that you have taken on the challenge of perfectionism because you're afraid to mess up your kids like you experienced when you were younger, the hurts and the pains of broken parents. My point is, is that God sees past it all and he knows what led you to these places, these false beliefs, these cycles and ruts and these dark places. He sees past the walls of your heart and he is compassionate and understanding of it all. He is not pushed away or intimidated by our mess. He is not afraid to sit with us right in the middle of our dark places. In fact, did you know that he is right there in the middle of it? You know, it makes me think of a, a quick crazy story, uh, or it might sound crazy to you, 
but it was a moment in my life. I've had several like this, but where I was in a mess, I was in a funk and it's after I gave my life to Christ. I was already going to church, reading my Bible. Like I love Jesus, me and Jesus. But one night God met me in the middle of my ugly mess. I had just gone through this stupid breakup with this, probably the most toxic relationship of my life. And I was hurt and broken. And I, before that relationship and after I gave my life to Christ, I made a decision to never drink again. And for those of you who knew me back then, I drank, right? Okay, so I said, not doing this anymore. Had this relationship, toxic, totally tore me up, started drinking again. That night I went out with some other guy, started drinking. And then here's my point. I ended up that night, and I'm being very transparent here, right? Okay. Um, under the influence, um, went back to my ex-boyfriend's house, sitting on the, not sitting on the toilet, throwing up in the toilet. And literally in that moment, I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. And why am I sharing this like real kind of weird, Lauren, what are you talking about? You crazy girl. I was stupid. What was I doing? Right. But in that moment, as I was throwing up, I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, is this what you want? Because if you remember prior to that, I had literally made a decision not to drink again, but I found myself in a dark and broken place again. Even after I gave my life to Christ, I was crying over the toilet, broken. I wasn't talking to my parents. I was all alone and desperate for companionship. And in that moment, I felt God say, is this what you want? And I looked back. It's like I had this flashback of my life of, dealing with alcoholism growing up in my parents' life and, and seeing them go through that, seeing them struggle with addiction, seeing having to take care of them as they were trying to work through those things. And I was like, that is not what I want for my life. That is not what I want now or in my future. And in that moment, that was the last time that I ever drank again. But it was simply the, the whisper of the Holy Spirit. And he didn't say, is that what you want in a mean way? He I felt like this tender voice from God trying to encourage me to get back up, even in my ugliest and darkest moment. And so don't believe for a second that God abandons you when your humanity and flesh becomes stronger than your spirit. He can handle that. But here's the good news is that he won't leave you there. He will pull you right out and take you to places that you've never dreamed of. And looking at my life right now, do I have struggles? Heck yeah. But looking at my life now, this is a place that I never dreamed of being. And that is all the mercy and grace and purposes and love of God. Like to be in this place with everything that God has graciously given me and done through my life and just you know, several years ago, finding myself at these darkest places, God sees past what you're going through, where you're at, and he sees the pain and the hurt that has led you to these moments. And he's not intimidated by it. I'm going to share two verses before we move on to our second point. The first verse is in Romans 7, 14 through 17. It says, so the, so this is Paul talking real quick, a background. Paul is writing this out. 
And he's talking about our struggle between our flesh and our spirit, the good inside of us and the bad inside of us. And if you don't know, Paul, he literally wrote most of the New Testament. He was this crazy, amazing man for God telling everyone in the world about Jesus. And he was strong and hardcore. But yet this is what he said. He said, so the trouble is not with the law for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me. For I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that I, what I am doing is wrong, then this shows that I agree that the law is good. So am, I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I encourage you to go finish this part. There's more to the story in the segment that I shared that gives you more perspective and understanding. But what I'm sharing in this little segment here is that Paul, this amazing man of God, is opening up and saying, dude, but like at the end of the day, like I keep doing what I don't want to do and then I don't do what I want to do and I have these good intentions. And he's explaining that we are all so human and all of us struggle with our good intentions and with our sinful desires. But at the end of the day, God, yes, he gives us victory. The Holy Spirit is the one that will give us strength to resist these things that are uh, toxic for our life. But even Paul shares that he struggled. In Psalms 116, one through 14, this is a little bit of a longer segment, but stay with me. It is so encouraging. And maybe as I read this, you feel like this is you right now. And it says, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy, because he bends down to listen. I will pray as long as I have breath. Death wrapped its ropes around me. The terrors of the grave overtook me. I saw only trouble and sorrow. And then I called on the name of the Lord. Please, Lord, save me. How kind the Lord is, how good he is, so merciful, this God of ours. The Lord protects those of childlike faith. I was facing death and he saved me. Let my soul be at rest again, for the Lord has been good to me. He has saved me from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from stumbling. And so I walk in the Lord's presence as I live here on the earth. I believed in you, so I said, I am deeply troubled, Lord. In my anxiety, I cried out to you. These people are liars. What can I offer the Lord for all he has done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise the Lord's name for saving me. I will keep my promises to the Lord in the presence of all his people. And this, uh, this Psalms 116, there's a little bit more to it. So I also encourage you to read the rest. But when I read this, I was like, dude, how many times have we felt the depths of this, uh, these couple of scriptures? You know, like I praise God. I pray to him. He listens to me. Oh gosh, sorrow wrapped its ropes around me in the, the midst of despair. But God is so good. I will praise him for saving me. You know, how many of y'all have felt this, whether it's been in the past or whether it's right now? God hears you. He bends down and he is right there in the midst of it all. And so let's move on to our second point, And that is he bandages our wounds. In Psalms 34, 18, it says the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and he saves those who's cr who are crushed 
in spirit. He is near you when you are broken. In Psalms 147, 3, it says, He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. Not only does He see your pain, not only does He sit with you in your pain, but He nurses you to health again. He bandages your wound and takes care of you and restore you. You know, now that we can finally see that God is with us, was with us and is with us in our darkest and dirtiest moments in life, let's talk about how compassionate and loving he is. Let's talk about how he comes down and heals our heart from all that it has experienced so far along the way. I'm going to share another quick story about my life um, and fast uh, rewind, I mean. There was a, a moment where I was in counseling several years ago, maybe, yeah, 12 years ago or so. Oh my gosh, it's crazy to even say. And so about 12 years ago, I, I knew this older lady and she was kind of like counseling me, but it was like this prayerful counseling. She kind of had like this prophetic gift, right? Like all this spiritual stuff going on, right? And so she was praying with me and counseling me and walking me through some healing. And she told me that in this moment that we were praying, that she saw Jesus holding my heart and when she saw my heart, he was crying over it and that it was full of thorns and that he was standing there looking at it, pulling out a thorn one at a time, that it was just bleeding from being punctured over and over. And so imagine God, you know, when, when she said that, of course, I was like, what, what the heck? Like, and I was like in tears. It was like this big emotional thing. And, and she walked me through and God walked me through this moment of prayer and healing and like crazy aha moment and just like totally felt like the presence of the Holy Spirit, right? But I share that to walk you through this. Imagine God holding your heart right now. Imagine that he is pulling out one thorn at a time as his teardrops fall and wash over your bleeding heart. Imagine that as he pulls out one thorn at a time, he knows exactly what each of those thorns symbolized. He knows what pain that specific thorn caused you and it broke his heart. He is gently and carefully removing them so that he can heal and restore your precious heart. He knows the mean things that they said to you. He's removing those lies right now. He knows about the childhood emotional abuse, physical, mental, whatever it is that's haunted you for years. And he is healing that right now. He knows about the fears and worries that you obsess over in your head, about your children, your life, your future, who knows what. And he is bringing peace to that right now. He knows about the grief that you've dealt with all alone as you mourn those who are no longer with you. And he is comforting that place right now. He knows about the deep wounds that have led you to unhealthy addictions and he is filling those places with his love instead right now he is here now he is there with you right now healing restoring filling your soul with his love his love is stronger than any drug 
or substance better than any unhealthy coping mechanism you might try. He is more satisfying than any relationship, even the most beautiful relationship that you find yourself in. That's amazing. He's actually even more satisfying than that. And he is more powerful than anything else your soul would try to cling to. Jesus is our healer and he is here to bandage your wounds. Even those that no one knows about, he is here. And I'll end this point with this verse in Hebrews 4, 15 through 16. It says, this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. Did you hear that? It says he understands our weaknesses. It goes on to say, for he faced all the same testings we did, and yet he didn't sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, and there we will receive mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. It literally says, there you will find what you need. Not everywhere else says, come boldly to his throne, and there is will where you will find what you need. And so he bandages our wounds. And let's end on this last point, and that is, he brings us out. In 1 Peter 5.10, it says, In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. I love this verse. I feel like it's spoken to me in many different times in my life. But it's saying, dude, sometimes we're suffering, man. Like after you suffered a little while, I know this is hard. He will restore, support, strengthen, and place you on a firm foundation. He will not leave you there, wherever it is that you find yourself. I know sometimes it feels like we're just stuck. It feels like there's no way out anymore. All hope is lost and you wonder, how can God bring me out of this one? Well, this makes me think of a story, a classic story in the Bible. Maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't, about Daniel in the lion's den. It's actually one of uh, Jules's favorite uh, story in our little like picture Bible. She loves it. She's like, it's the lions, it's the lions. And they're like, did they eat him? No. So anyways, Daniel in the lion's den. But let's imagine this in real life for a second. Imagine being thrown into a deep hole because a pit, a hole, um, a den, whatever you know you want to call it, because you chose to pray to God and live for him. Daniel wasn't going to bow down to the other gods like everyone else did out of fear, right? He chose God instead. That's like a little bit of background of the story, but to really find out, I encourage you, go read Daniel too. And it's a crazy story. But he, long story short, he was like, I ain't going to bow down to your like weird statues and gods. Like God is, my God is real. And that's the only one I'm praying to. Thank you very much. And so they got mad. And they said, all right, peace out. You're going in this den. So because of his faith in God, they threw him into a huge pit that was inescapable with lions. So imagine being in a place that you felt stuck. You knew you couldn't escape. And then to top it off, there was lions surrounding you. A place that felt dark 
and full of fear. Does this make you think of a time in your life? Imagine what Daniel was thinking and feeling for a moment. I would be terrified, dude. But even in that moment, when most of us would throw up our hands and just wait for the lion to come on over and start nibbling our toes and start devouring us, right? He still had a sparkle of hope. He knew that God could rescue him. And it does, says, it does say in the story too, if you go read it, he says, hey, I believe God will rescue me. But then he said, but even if he doesn't, it's okay because God is good and I know he's real. <laughs> okay, so he's like, even if he doesn't, like, okay, cool. Like, I guess I'll be eaten, but God is still good. And I know that he still has the power to do it. Preach, right? So, but here's what happened. God literally sent an angel in the pit to sit with Daniel, protect Daniel, and shut the mouths of the lions so they would not hurt him. The next day, the mean guys came back, right, to see what they thought would be Daniel dead and chewed up or like probably no remnants of him because they ate him. But instead, they saw Daniel was sitting there with the lions just fine. They were in awe and immediately knew that this was an act of God. God rescued him and Daniel was brought out of this pit and his testimony was used to bring others to salvation. Everyone around was like, okay, you know, I know I was hating on your God, Daniel. I even threw you in a pit, but I think your God is real. So let me go ahead and serve him too. So let's bring this back to your life for a second. God is going to bring you out of even the darkest and most hopeless situations. And when he does, those around you will not be able to deny that that was a miraculous work of God that made this happen. Your life will be restored and your life will also be used to display the goodness and the power of God. And so I'm gonna share as we end just a little segment of the story of Daniel, but there's so much more and I encourage you to read. It's actually a shorter book in the Bible. You could probably read it tonight, like 10 minutes ish maybe. And you'll just be like, dang, that's crazy. Like, whoa. And it kind of reminds me of like, um, um, our life right now and like our world. So it's crazy. But last segment in Daniel six, 16 through 23. is so, so at last the King gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The King said to him, may your God, whom you serve so faithfully rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and seals of his nobles so that no one could rescue Daniel. Daniel answered, long live the king. My, my God sent an angel to shut the mouths of the lions so that they would not hurt me. For I have been found innocent in his sight and I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den and not a scratch was found on him for he trusted in his God. And so God is going to bring you out and there won't even be a scratch on you because you trusted in your God. And so that's all I got to say, man. He's going to bring you out. You know, I really pray that today's message spoke to you about God seeing and knowing the depths of your heart. We talked about the fact that he sees past all of the things that we see about ourselves, all of our struggles, our mistakes, our guilt, our shame. He sees past it and he understands the hurts and the pains in our heart. 
And then we talked about how he bandages our wounds, how he promises and longs to heal the places of our hearts. He takes out those thorns and fills us with love again. And lastly, the promise that he will bring us out as we trust in him and believe that he wants to come in the middle of our mess and pull us out. I hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to connect with you. Follow Revive Moms on Instagram and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If Revive Moms has been life-giving to you, then we'd love to connect with you as a church family. To learn more about Gravetop Church, visit gravetop.com or follow us on social media at Gravetop Church. Thanks for listening.